I'll just share for a few minutes, but um, really enjoyed the last couple of weeks here. I know when John and Charles spoke the last couple of weeks before we had Randy in, and when they speak, I love when fathers speak in the house, it just settles issues, and I think oh, I've got all my issues settled, so they preach, and I'm like, man, I have more issues, and that gets settled, you know? Isn't that great? Just wisdom of fathers, so good, and Randy Clark was here with us last week, and how many people enjoyed Randy? Wasn't that good? It was a treat. The last 10 minutes when he got into about the, you know, words of knowledge, how you get them, you see them, feel them, hear them, you know, dream them, and it was so rich, wasn't it? I was like, ah, just do this part, you know, and as a result, we just had great ministry time, and really, really fun, and I know we had a Wednesday in between, we missed last week, because they told us, don't drive on the roads, how many people got alerts on your phone, like, don't leave, where you're at, like, I guess maybe we shouldn't have church, right? <laughs> it's rare that we don't do that, anyhow, um, the, the week before, we were all crammed in the theater. How many people were there for that? That was kind of fun. Two or 300 of us jammed in there. And it's really great when you're in there because you can hear everybody singing. You can smell everybody. You can sense everybody. You know, and the prophetic people are like, everything's happening. You're like, just relax. It's okay. Right? So I'm one of those. I'm like, oh, anyhow, it's all good. So anyhow, listen, what I do want to share with you today, I just, I'll do it in a you know, brief few moments. I know we've had some long meetings, so. We try to be strategic when we have a long Sunday. We try to have a short Sunday. So we don't like make everybody crazy, right? But it is kind of the official ending of summer, which I really get, I have to get, you know, just encourage because the temperatures start dropping. And I'm like, no, I'm one of those hot weather people, 100 degrees, bring it on. Like, dear Lord, I got so cold yesterday. I'm like, nope, I'm still swimming. I don't care. <laughs> Anyhow, but I uh, just want to encourage you. I love to hear the good news. I'm a news person. I'd love to get, I read you know, read so much, too much maybe, and there's times I need not to listen to so much, but a couple good news articles. I know we kind of missed, I feel like the most of our nation, we had the Olympics, but there were so many other loud things happening um, with Afghanistan and just all kinds of things from pandemic and culture, sh- you know, shocks and things happening, but if you watch the Olympics, I was really pleasantly surprised. There was a lot of believers. There were really strong believers, and there were really great statements that a lot of them made. And uh, um, I know you know of Allison Felix, a woman runner, and uh, Micah Christensen. Anyhow, if you're a sports person like I am, I love tracking that stuff. But a really great um, statement was by a name of a runner, a young lady by the name of Cindy McLaughlin. Anybody heard of her? Cindy McLaughlin, yes. Anyhow, and um, she posted something on Instagram. You may see a picture up there, but really, really powerful. Um, broke on, you know, obviously broke some records and stuff, but she posted, this was her picture, but her uh, words attached to her Instagram. I just love to read it. It says, let me start off by saying what an honor it is to be able to represent not only my country, but also the kingdom of God. Isn't that good? What I have in Christ is far greater than what I have or I don't have in life. That's a pretty big statement. It's like this lady might be an, end up being a preacher. <laughs> I pray my journey may be a clear depiction of submission and obedience to God. Even when it doesn't make sense, even when it doesn't seem possible, he makes a way out of no way. Not for my own gratification, but for his glory. I've never seen God fail in my life, in anyone's life for that matter. Just because I may not win every race or receive every one of my heart's desires does not mean God had failed. His will is perfect. And he has prepared me for a moment such as this. Isn't that awesome? That I may use the gifts he has given me to the point to point all the attention back to him. Isn't that awesome? Like, come on. It's like she can write anything or say anything like, yes, thank you, bow down. But she's like, let's give all the glory to the kingdom. Love it. And uh, some other good stories, I don't know if you've heard some of the stories of ministries, specific ministries across our nation have raised millions of dollars for Afghanistan. And I want to applaud this house. I know you guys are massive givers. The giving last week was insane, insane. Anytime we do that in front of Life Center, I know our people throw it at it, but it's not just here, it's happening everywhere. 
And uh, a very well-known radio host, talk show host, uh, uh, anchor has connected to what they call the Nazarene Fund, and he's raised over what I may understand is over 28 million, almost 30 million dollars he's raised in a number of days without any commercialism, without any many advertising. Uh, they've what I've heard they've he's gotten 22 757s and rescued almost 8,000 people out of Afghanistan. Is that amazing? It's like you need to hear these stories. But I hear ministries all over giving millions of dollars. One ministry that I know it was in major effect in my life when I first got saved, they donated $15 million, just one ministry alone, and offered the use of a plane. Said, go ahead and take it, whether you make it back or not. Isn't that awesome? Like, that gets your attention, doesn't it? Like, the people of God, I think, are rising up. <laughs> it's so good, isn't it? We need to hear that stuff when all the negative we're hearing around the world, aren't we? Come on, there's so much stuff. There's, it seems like the swirl of the voices are getting louder. Or is it just me? Like, you know, I, honestly, you hear, like, you know, education. We're just going to teach this without asking parents. You know what I mean? Whether you agree with them or not. Like, wait a minute. What happened to <laughs> parents to have a say in what their children are being taught? Pretty amazing, isn't it? Or the government, you know, deciding we're going to make decisions without consult, you know, consultation with other professional people that may have had this experience before. Or the, the news media just saying everything that most of our country disagrees with or says, no, that's not true. Do you know what I mean? Are you with me? Come on. Or, or the CDC declaring certain things that the data just doesn't support it, you know? <laughs> You're like wondering why there's arguments. But, and, and, you know, just so many things are happening. Now, I've talked to a number of young people saying, what is, what is true? Which rattles me like, oh, true. <laughs> this is one of my favorite things, truth, you know what I mean? But almost a daily prayer of mine and a daily prayer of our staff is that the spirit of truth, the spirit of truth, would wash over Life Center, would wash over this community of believers, every individual, every family, every child, every teenager of this house, the spirit of truth. Isn't that good? And praying for this house, praying for Harrisburg, praying for Pennsylvania, the United States, and all the nations, that a spirit of truth washes over this spirit of the age, if I could say it that way. Does that make sense? I think it says it in the King James Version, the spirit of the age, don't be seduced or overcome or lied to, all right? And we all know we live, in a, we live in a society that places real value on the truth, but the problem is now that truth has become completely subjective. If someone believes something's true, then, and they, and then that has to be true. That's the mentality. It's like, wait a minute, that's not really true. Are you with me? It's crazy, but truth is not subjective, it isn't subjective. Truth stands strong through all the tests, and it still remains the same, regardless of what happens around us. Are you there? So I want to encourage you today to hold fast to the truth, all right? Hold fast to the truth. Jesus said storms are going to come, right? He didn't say they're not going to come. He said storms of life will come. Those that build their house on the rock, right? <laughs> Are you there? But it says hold fast. Hold fast is a nautical term. Do you know that? In regards to holding securely to the rigging and the rope. And actually, when Chani and I are talking about between services, like they talk about sailors holding one hand. You know, they actually tattooed throughout histories. Sailors would tattoo and put these eight letters on their knuckles. See that? And they would put them on their knuckles and it would remind them to, so they can get through any type of storm if they would hold fast to, to physically, mentally, spiritually. And in this moment, moment, I'm talking about hold fast to the truth. Are you there? Isn't that awesome? And Chani and I are talking about how sailors put it on one hand would be holding to the rigging and the other hand was to grab a hold of one of their, one of their, their uh, what do you call them? The guys on the ship with them, the other, the other team. And I thought, ah, oh, isn't that great? That God, we need to be aware of this, don't we? But it hold fast literally means to bear down, stay the course, adhere to, all right? Believe on, believe in, and continue to do this. Hold fast to the truth. 
Why? Because there's always been an assault on truth. There's always been assaults for the history of time, all right? There's always assaults in the truth. And Jesus, in John 18, says, in uh, verse 37, he says, I came into the world <laughs> to bear witness to the truth. I came into the world to bear witness to the truth. And he's saying this right in front of Pilate. And Pilate mocks him and says, what is truth? Which is so crazy because the truth incarnate is standing right in front of him. And he misses it completely. It's like he's not, isn't that wild? Like, and maybe he did know. Sorry, there's a whole other underlying things we could talk about. But it's crazy. I thought, ah, he's right there. We have to get it. That truth is what God says it is. That's the bottom line. Truth is what God says it is, all right? Everything you believe the Bible from the cover to cover, the cover we believe, all right? <laughs> the table of contents. It's all the truth, all right? Isaiah 65 said he's the God of truth. All history proves the reality of God. He, what he's promised, he's fulfilled. What he's foretold, he accomplished. Do you know that? Come on, his actions validated his words. His words perfectly revealed his kindness, his goodness, his trustworthiness, and his, his words perfectly revealed his truth. Would you agree with me? Come on, Psalm 119, you can just live there, but it says all kinds of things, but it says God's laws and commandments are true. It says in verse 160 of the same uh, Psalm 119, the sum of your word is truth and every one of your righteous rules endure forever. Isn't that awesome? Come on, his word's pure. His word is eternal. Matthew 24, verse 35 says, heaven and earth will pass away, but what? My words will never pass away. Isn't that awesome? It's one of the most powerful things. When I got saved and went like, this is the truth. It's not someone's opinion. It's not data that are, are, are you know, information that's going to change with the wind. It's the truth. And I grew up in a family. We had a sales business, and every, it was always like, what's the truth? When I got a hold of this, it was like, this is the truth. It's not man's opinion. Do you understand that? It's so very, very powerful. First Peter chapter 1, verses 24 and 25 says, for all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass, right? The grass withers and the flower falls off, but the word of the Lord, what? remains forever. Come on, guys. The truth of Scripture has not changed since the day it was penned and recorded. Do you know that? Doctrine, the kingdom of doc doctrine is still the same in the Gospels. It's as relevant today as it was when Jesus preached the good news. Would you agree? Come on, man. We need to hear this and let, let the truth wash over our lives, right? Come on. When change happens all around us, we know that we can rest in the fact that God's word will never change. It's such good news. Like, God, thank you. The ways of his kingdom will always remain and are more powerful than all the ways of the world. Come on, the power of the cross, the power of God's forgiveness, forgiving others. These are kingdom ways that will never change, that are always in motion. And we have a whole world going, really, really, you know what I mean? Just going against it. The spirit of the age, right? Come on, the power of laying your life down for another person. The power of serving and caring for those around you. The power of praying together. Come on, the, these are God's ways and they won't change. Are you there? Come on, I heard someone say the true truth exists and it's been given to us by the God of truth. Isn't that awesome? True truth exists, has been given to us by the God of truth. I'm like, yeah, that one works. I might put that in my memory bank for a long time, right? <laughs> Tattoo that on your body somewhere. <laughs> but it's, we have to understand the word of God, this truth is the final authority on everything about our speaking, our attitudes, our relationships, our families, our work life, our leisure life. He covers it all. It's the final authority. You have to settle that in your hearts or you'll always question like, well, nope, that settles it. <laughs> Do you understand that? Why am I saying this? Because the devil has been questioning the truth since the beginning of time. 
As soon as Adam and Eve hit the scene, he comes on and he says, did God say not to touch that tree of the knowledge of good and evil? That's exactly right. He said it. At the end of Genesis 2, he said, don't touch that tree. Are you with me? We need to say that kind of stuff, but he's the father of lies is what the Bible calls him. He's the father of lies. It's crazy. He's always questioning the truth. He's still doing it today. Did God say that it really settles down? Why do you guys worship for 45, 50 minutes? Because yes, it saw his son. Psalm 22, verse 3, that he comes in and settles in the midst of God's praises. You get that? It's people's praises. I felt them today. How about you? Like, yep, it's good for me. I believe it. Too bad. All right? Are you there? We got to do, we have to settle some of that stuff. Did God say that really you repent and confess your sins? Come on. And it will forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness? Yes. It says it in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. Got it? I've taken home a lot. That's my road home. How about any other people? <laughs> Come on. Did God really say marriage is between a man and a woman? Yes, he did. Genesis chapter 2. It says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined unto his wife, and they shall become one flesh. It's right there. There's no question about it. You know that? Did God say, love your neighbor? Yes, he did. Said, love them and treat them the way you'd want to be treated. Did God really say, love your enemies? Yeah, he said it and he took it further. Pray for your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Love them. That's so intense. Really, Brian? Really? Today, we just don't do that. Well, we do. Yeah, we do. It's in the Bible. Are you there? We got to stay the course, folks. I'm saying to you, hold fast to the truth. Are you there? I just went like... Sorry, this is such a passion of mine. You can't tell, can you? <laughs> this is the part I get like, did God really say, Brian, that you're a boy? Yes, I'm a boy. I got boy parts. All right? Parts are parts and they don't lie. All right? I can't take the parts from the Audi and put them on the Chevrolet. It doesn't work. All right? Just doesn't work. Say what you want to say, whatever, whatever examples you want to give, all right? Dear Lord, it's so, I don't know, I'm a little confused. No, there's no confusion here, all right? It says in Genesis chapter 1, he created mankind in his own image. In his image, he created them. He created them, male and female. He created them, and he formed me in my mother's womb before I ever knew it. Isn't that great? I'm not a mistake from an assembly line. I didn't evolve from some amoeba, five-legged, mud-sucking creature, Okay? <laughs> It says right there, each of us are created in the image of God. There's no question. How many people have a question? Read the Bible. That's all I got to say. I'm not saying it. I'm just repeating. And I'm not some right-wing crazy person. It's in the Bible. We just believe in the Bible. Isn't it weird when people say, you believe that? And then you become a hater. No, I'm not. I love you. That's why I'm trying to tell you the truth. All right? Love compels us. And I'll get to there. All right? So crazy. Yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> the word of God, it's not the only truth, but we've got the word as the truth. We've got Jesus, the truth. Do you understand that? John 1, 14, it says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Isn't that, God? Isn't that great? The son of God who spoke the world into existence took on human form. It says he embodied grace and he embodied truth. Like, ah, man. He says in John 14, of himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. This wasn't just simply a man speaking about the truth. This was and is the truth of which all scripture speaks. I love that. I'm like, this is so powerful, isn't it? Are you there? Am I going too fast? No, I'm not. I'm trying to slow down. Pause. First John chapter five. I love it. In verse 20, it says, we know, we know, we know, we know that the son of God has come and has given us an understanding. Isn't that awesome? I remember getting saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm like, ah, I'm starting to understand things now. <laughs> it's so good. 
that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true. And he makes it really clear, in his son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God in eternal life. We know him, and we are in him. It's so good, isn't it? I love what Jesus says in John chapter 8, verse 32. We quote this all the time. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. It shall set you free from what? From all the lies, all the deception, all the whatever you want to call it, the confusion. You're there. Come on, all that is, I mean, he, he sets us, he delivers us from whatever you just put it in there. Sets me free from fear, anxiety, strife, whatever it is, jealousy, whatever. You just fill in the blank, God. He bring, came to bring us freedom from these things. I remember experiencing that first time, like, oh, I don't have to have that. Shame, I can live a life without shame because of all the sin in my life. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> he didn't just cover it over, he removed it completely. Does that make sense? I don't have, I'm not walking around like, oh, I'm a bad guy. No, you're not. He made you a good guy now, okay? All because of his blood washing over your life. Isn't that good? Second Peter chapter one, and I just, man, you could go off on this, but Second Peter chapter one, in the Amplified, talks of two things. He says of grace, which speaks of God's favor. And then he talks about peace. And I'm not gonna read through the thing, but it just talks about peace, and he has this kind of pause in the Amplified and says, peace is defined as the freedom from fears, Freedom from agitating passions and freedom from moral conflict. Wouldn't you think fears, agitating passions, and moral conflict? These are like the spirit of the age right now, aren't they? <laughs> and he says, these, these are multiplied to us in the knowing of God and knowing Jesus Christ. What? The freedom from those things. Isn't that awesome? It's in the word. Don't you just like consume the word? It just breaks it down. I love because the word interprets the word. This was so good. If you don't know it, I was a biblical Bible illiterate when I got saved. I'm like, I don't know anything. And I just started reading the Bible. You just read and read and read and read and read. So you get like, show me God and he'll teach you. He said, no man will teach you. I'll teach you all things. It's so powerful, right? So I want to encourage you <laughs> today. We've got the word, the truth. We've got Jesus, the truth. And we've got the spirit of truth, all right? John 14, 17, even the spirit of truth who the world cannot receive. Why? It, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But, there's a big but in the Bible right here, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. We know him. He's talking about the spirit of truth. He is in us. Who's he talking about? The spirit of truth. He is with us. Who's he talking about? The spirit of truth. Isn't that awesome? I love the spirit of truth. The spirit, I mean, there's all kinds of things about the spirit, but the spirit of truth, is, there's some scriptures say he searches all things, even the deep things of God. Isn't that good? Even the deep things of God. So the Spirit will teach you things. And I've, I've read stuff a thousand times. And then a thousand and one, I'm like, oh, I never saw that. Because he's got rivers of revelation that never stop coming to you. That'll just show you layers and layers. You're like, oh, oh, wow. <laughs> Thanks, you're like, God, you are so much bigger than we can imagine. Isn't it awesome? <laughs> John 16, 13. Jesus tells us that the spirit of truth will lead us and guide us into all the truth. We, as the people of God, need him to lead us and guide us into all the truth now more than ever. Don't you agree? Come on, folks. We have a whole lot swirling out there. And we just said, Holy Spirit, lead us, guide us. Isn't it great? Have you ever looked back on your life after years like, oh, wow, you really led me there, and you led me there, and you connected me to that, and you did that. How many people have experienced I do it regularly. I like to reflect back, like, God, thank you. Thank you for keeping me from that landmine. Thank you for keeping me out of that ditch. Oh, I was such a jerk, and you just kept me there anyhow. You know what I mean? It's little sheepy, probably stay on the path. Come on. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> all right. But all throughout the Bible, men and women are led by the Holy Spirit. I want all of us to allow the Holy Spirit to just flow to us, through us, and, and into everything around us. Are you there? Come on. If you don't get anything, get this next part, okay? Focus. 
Hit someone next to you. Say, wake up. Pay attention, all right? This next part, 2 John. Because you don't get it, you're going to miss it and think I'm like I'm some crazy person, right? But 2 John chapter 4, I'm sorry, 2 John verses 4 and 5. He said, I rejoice greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth. Just as we are commanded by the Father. He's got this, truth. And now I ask you, dear lady, which don't worry about dear lady. It could be the church, it could be a lady, it could be a family, whatever. Don't, that's not the important part. Not as though I were writing to you a new commandment, but the one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. This is the part. If you don't get anything else, look, we got the truth which speaks to men's mind. But the love is the part that connects to people's hearts. We can't declare the truth without the love of God. It has to go together. Okay? Are you with me? This is the part I got bugged by when I first got saved. And I was on the campus of Penn State University. And kids were just on college Avenue going, like, repent. They're screaming at me. I'm like, man, I don't feel any love from them. Do you know what I mean? And I want to smack them in the head. I was like, dear Lord. And I really just started following the Lord. I'm like, they don't have it. They're like, yeah, they do. They just, you know, need to get more of the love of God, you know. And all I got was the love of God, which changed me. Does that make sense? And then got the truth. But you get it. He said, we have to have the truth. And the truth has to be spoken in love. You understand that? If we don't do this, we're going to just sound like some other noisy symbol like everybody else. That's what it says in Corinthians, right? You see, you don't do it in love. You're just going to be like bashing noisemakers like all the other noisemakers out there. We have to be dipped in love, okay? You there? Come on. We have the spirit of truth, but we have to be in love. Otherwise, we're just noisy, noisy people. And people in the Bible exemplify this. They didn't go in protest. They didn't go in, in arms and fighting. You can look through thousands of, of examples in the Bible. Do I believe in showing up at a borough council meeting? Yes. Do I believe in showing up at a school board meeting? But I'm going to do it prayerfully. <laughs> Esther's a good example, right? She gets a chance, an opportunity, fast, praise, praise, fast, praise, and goes in and has the opportunity and has favor with the king. Isn't it awesome? And rescues a nation, like rescues a nation. She didn't go like, I need to tell you what you need to do. She didn't do it like that at all. It never would have been received. Do you understand? How about Moses? Moses considers himself completely unqualified. <laughs> and he holds back till he finally surrenders. Okay, God, <laughs> you can get somebody else that can speak better than I. All right, that guy, that guy named Brian, he can do a thousand words in 30 seconds, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> it says in the Bible, already having already prayed for him, he shows up. And Moses couldn't change his heart, but God changed his heart, right? Didn't he? He can and he did. It's so awesome. Nehemiah's heart is broken for his people. And he prays and prays and asks God for favor. Then he has the opportunity to get before the king, doesn't he? And he's really good at it. I think it's a picture of a generation rising up that is so sharp and with it. And he goes in and tells them what has happened in Jerusalem, tells them why it matters to him, and he tells them what the king wants to do. And he's really clear about it. He's direct, and he gives them action items. It's so awesome. The king totally responds by granting him all his requests. He says, rebuild the walls, baby. And on top of that, I'll give you all the supplies you need. Do it. Isn't that awesome? But he didn't go with an attitude. He didn't go with like, oh, I'm an angry. He just never. He came in, got to pray for this guy. It's so different how we do that church. Do you mean, do you understand what I mean? There's a lot of people out there screaming stuff and it may be the truth, but it's not dipped in love. We need to do this in love. The love is what compels us. The love is what's leading us. That's what we wanted to lead and guide us in all truth. I would have never got saved if I didn't, my brother and sister-in-law didn't love me unconditionally. Was I a jerk? Yes. Could they have slammed me with the truth? Yes. They just loved me. And I responded. And then the truth, my heart was open to the truth. You get it, Nick? Come on, folks. This is so important. And I know some of us, so many people have opportunities to go to school board meetings and town council meetings and, or your job. You have an opportunity to, to speak up and affect what the decisions of that company is making with you a million percent. Just do it in love, okay? Do it with all, just do it prayerfully. Pray your brains out before you go in. <laughs> I can say it like, God, that's what we're doing. It's so important we do this, guys. All right? Not getting caught up in the spirit of the age. The spirit of the age is like, ah, 
We're not a spirit of the age of rage. We're the spirit of love, okay? All right, let's stand. Come on, a couple targets we want to pray for before we get out of here. Okay, just think, a couple action items. What do you do in this, in this season? <laughs> pray, pray, pray. If you get an opportunity, you want to speak the truth, first pray like crazy. Talk to God the Father. Talk to God the Son. Talk to God the Holy Spirit, right? Come on. Secondly, feed on the word. Feed on the truth. Let the word, the truth, fill your being, all right? <laughs> Third, get in his presence constantly. I mean, this is why we love coming and that's why we worship so long. We want to be in his presence, right? Get in his presence however you need to do that, all right? And lastly, let your light shine. That's what it says in Matthew 5, 16. It says, let your light shine before men in such a way. Every one of us has a way that we let our light shine. That they may see your good deeds, and I love what it says in Amplify, and your moral excellence. They would recognize and glorify and honor your Father who is in heaven. That awesome. Like, God, let's do this with, with, in the right attitude. All right, a couple things I want to pray for First one, just the last, I'd say the last week it's been on my heart, just praying for people specifically to have grace to eliminate things that are in their lives. And it's hard to, because I got it in my spirit, but it's like you're laying stuff down that the Lord is saying, he's leading you to lay down. They're not sinful, they're not bad. He's just saying, look, this is taking up some bandwidth in your heart. Just lay it aside for a season. And John said that at the beginning, they said he felt like the beginning of summer, God was gonna do something when we entered the fall. And maybe he's preparing your heart, I don't know but I feel like he's pressed me on a number of issues. And they're not bad things, but it's like, why don't you lay them down? Because I have something better for you. And it, it, it could be social media, it could be your phone, it could be coffee, I don't know what it is. <laughs> but it's something, yeah, I just sense a lot of people part of life, and he's saying, just let that go. There's better things that you can give your heart to or your soul to. Does that make sense? Secondly, okay, I'm gonna pray for anybody that feels that strong in their life. Secondly, I just wanna pray for those that have been attending here for a year or less. Um, just have run into so many people. This is a new culture to you. You're getting acclimated. You might be afraid to come to the front. That's okay. <laughs> but we'd love to pray for you this morning specifically. Maybe you've come the last two weeks. Maybe you've come two months, last six months. We want you to come up front. We want to pray for you. Is that okay? Can we do that, Life Center? Come on. So if that's for you, been coming a year or less, if you've been coming 13 months, you still qualify. It's okay, all right? We'll fudge on a few months here and there, all right? So come on forward. Come on, I want to pray for you and just pray that God fills you with his presence, fills you with his love and encourages you, builds you up, you experience his presence. Can we do that? Come on. I know there's people here. Come on up front, folks. And grace, grace, grace for the spirit of truth. I just want to pray. That's right. Yeah, Life Center, some of the ministry team, help them come up here. Come on, guys, come right up front. You don't have to be afraid. I know I was, when I first came to a church like this, I just stayed in the back the whole time, thought everybody's lost their minds. <laughs> like, I'm not letting anybody touch me. <laughs> Big guys are coming up to me. Hey, brother. I'm like, I'm not your brother. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Whose brother are you? <laughs> so we, we're not going to do anything weird. We just want to pray for you. <laughs> pray you experience his love. That's, our, that's the passion of our heart. All right, come on. Ministry team, gather around them. Jump in here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're going to worship a little bit. So, Father, we thank you for your presence here right now in this place. Would you saturate and soak these ones to the core with your presence, your passion, your, your power, Father. Flood over their lives. Wash over their lives, God, with who you are. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's take a minute or two and worship. Can we do that before we dismiss everybody? Come on, if you're standing out there, just lift your hands. Come on, let's worship. So bless those who are standing out in the congregation. Bless you guys. Dismiss you. Pray that the Lord fills you with his life. Pray everyone that's standing here, Lord. Just lift our hands one more time. You're out in the congregation. Lord, Father, fill every life, every hand that's raised. 
Father, we pray. I pray for you personal life center, God, whether online or here in person, Father, you'd fill them with your presence, your power, and that God, everyone would shine. Come on. they shine. they let their light shine in a, in a darkened world, Father, in this season, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, when you listen, you are dismissed. If you have children, you can grab your children. We will come back and join us Friday night for a night of prayer. Thanks.